Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with a message of inspiration and hope in the, in the time that we're living in, in the COVID age, where we all walk around masked up and don't know what to do. I, I got a word from you. And we, I know that I took a break within the series and, uh, about Moses. Remember the first, the, the first two, uh, two parts was about Moses starting out great and now forgotten, and now we in the destiny of Moses' life. And, we, and he's about to do some things, but guess what? Moses is having a hard time. He's having a hard time, you know, because God is asking him to do some hard things. In other words, he got to get ready to go back and tell the Pharaoh that uh, let, let my people go. Let us go on a three-day journey. Let us go make sacrifice unto our God. And remember, this man is wanted. He's wanted for murder because he killed an Egyptian. And so he had been on the run for a long time. And so he, he appeared to have been had forgotten, but forgotten about God. But we, as, we, as we read in chapter 3 that he saw this bush burning and he looked upon it and he went to see what it was about. And that's when God spoke to him and told him, take off your shoes. The place you stand now is holy. And so then they begin to have a dialogue. They begin to have a conversation because God has a purpose for Moses' life. Moses had to go rescue the people. He has to become the deliverer. What he was created from the foundation of the world. He was created to be a deliverer. He was created to get the children of Israel out of Egypt. From 400 years of bondage, of hard slavery, of being mistreated, God, in Exodus 3, he heard their cries that came up before him. And God said, now it's time for me to go deliver my people. And he was going to use Moses to do it. Moses was going to be a spokesperson on the earth. And so today, I'll be reading from the New King, I'll be reading from the King James Version, rather. Uh, and we're going to talk about this, 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 this conversation that Moses and God is having because God has got to get Moses' faith up to believe that he can do the job that God is calling him to do and not be fearful of the Pharaoh. Because Moses, you know, uh, he wasn't buying it, what God was saying at first. He had to... He has some things that he had to find out from before he goes and takes on this responsibility that God has called him to do. But I want to let you know what it was on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to talk about this challenge once again, this, this uh, third day challenge that I'm on. Read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things be added unto you. And what we really found out, what that really means, put God first. Just like in Mark chapter 11, when Jesus said, have faith in God. Just as like in Hebrews chapter 11, you must believe that God exists. So, and when we get all these things together, guess what happened? We started to walk in victory and destiny. So, but sometimes destiny is not a place of vacation. It's not a place of getting what, everything that you want. It's not like that. Destiny means that you arrived for the purpose that God had created you to do before the foundation of the world. So now Moses is created to, to do this. He didn't, he didn't fully understand it because when he killed the, the Egyptian, he didn't know that he was 
being nurtured and raised up to be a leader. He had to learn how to do that. He had to live in the Pharaoh's house, just like Joseph had to live in the Pharaoh's house before he rose up, just like David had to live in Saul's house before he rose up. Understand this. To be a leader, you got to have, you have to be taught by some leaders to understand leadership because uh, there's different levels of leadership. There's the leadership that, that thinks about tomorrow and the next day. But then there's the upper leadership that looks 20, 25 years, 30 years from now. In other words, because they're visionaries. And what you know, God is a visionary. <laughs> because everything that God is getting ready to tell Moses, he's has already happened. Moses just hasn't came to the reality of that. And so I want to let you know this about the God that you serve. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But this God that you serve, he works in impossibilities, making it possible. He works in impossibilities, making it things possible. So now with God, this job that he has for his servant, it appears to be a difficult job. It seems like it ain't going to happen because guess what? You asking me to go to the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt? I was on a run. I heard about that king pass. This guy can kill me. You telling me to go? But see, because everything with faith, it starts with a step. It means that you have to take a step to see it come to pass. And so what I'm saying to you right now, if you hear God and God saying, hey, take a step, take a step, and see what happens. See, won't he fulfill what he has said and what he has destined for your life? And so, you know, I'm excited, you know, I'm talking about, I just want to let you know, if you have any prayer requests, please send them in uh, so I can pray with you and, and believe God with you that he will turn your circumstances around, that he will be with you in your lives, uh, floods and fires, whatever's coming at you, I want you to know he's going to be with you and I'm, and I'm going to share with you. And like I said, Moses is still not feeling all this stuff that God's saying that he's going to go back, he's going you know, he to get the elders, they're going to go knock on the door at the Pharaoh. Hey, my God said, let my people go. Do you know how that sounds to him? This is impossible to do. But God, you know, God, God, God is going to let him have dialogue with him. God is going to talk. He's going to say some things. Then God is going to come back and say some things. Then God is getting ready to show him some things that he can do. Let me tell you something about the things that God can do. God can do anything that he wants to do. And we're going to see what God does in Exodus chapter 4. I want you to get excited. I want you to take some notes. I want you to, to see what God does with Moses and how he's going to show him his majesty. He's going to show him his miracle working power. He's getting ready to show him that he can do what he needs to do at any time. Now, now let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, Father. I pray for these people who are listening to this show today, Father. I pray, Father, for whatever they need, that you bless them and help them, Father, that you give them the ability to have a testimony that they can write in their prayer request and their testimonies of victory that they've gotten through the power of prayer on this podcast show, Father. I glorify you. I magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to get excited because I'm excited. I'm just so excited. 
And guess what? I'll be reading from the King James Version. King James Version of the Bible. I'm going to be in Exodus chapter 4. And I'm going to start out with the very first verse of chapter 4. And let's go. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared until thee. And this was Moses saying, Hey, God, I hear what you're saying. That I'm going to go and tell these people to come and go with me. And that you saying that uh, we're going to go knock on the Pharaoh's door. Let my people go. Let my people go. Moses ain't back because, you know, he's, he's been on the run. He's in the wilderness. And actually right now he's sort of probably content. You know, he got a wife and, you know, I'm talking about he got a couple of kids, you know, in other words. But deep down inside, we know that he was longing for his brothering because this is how we know this, because God came looking for him. God would not let him, wouldn't let him fail. God knew that he had a destiny for him. Could, could you imagine if you got up one day and you walked out the house and you never got a chance to go back and say, hey, mom. Hey, Dad, I love you. I, uh, uh, you know, you just walk out and you just disappear. When Moses was on the run, that's what he did. He disappeared because he killed an Egyptian and he was a Hebrew, even though he was living in the Pharaoh's house. And the reason why Moses lived in the Pharaoh's house, see, sometimes we have missed the whole point of the reason why he's in the Pharaoh's house. To be a leader, he had to learn from a leader. Also, when he's in the wilderness, he has to learn from his father-in-law, Jethro, who's a priest over the Midianites. He's a leader. And could you imagine the conversations that they had, the talks that they talked about, the things that they thought, and how Moses must have told him how he had the fleet, couldn't go back home, but he's grateful for where he's at and what God is doing for him right now. Oh, wow. You know, I'm talking about sometimes, you know, when you know that when the word is working in you, I'm talking about, you know, the word is working in me because it's not me, it's God. This is his word. And like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Do not think that God doesn't care about you because we found out that God cares for his people. If you listen to the uh, podcast that I did, that they don't believe that I love them, tell them. And I had to let some people know that God loved them. I want you to know that God loves you. There's nothing he won't do for you. I love you. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be trusting God for you to do some things in your life. Don't give up, never give up, never give up. Remember, because God works in the impossible, making the possible possible. God works in the impossible, making the things possible. That should get you excited. That should make you happy. That should make you shout. That should make you dance because of the God that you serve. I got a word for you <laughs> from God. 
when you're in destiny, destiny is not always easy. Destiny comes with challenges. Destiny comes with, are you willing to obey? See, what God has to find out from me and you, can we obey him and do what he says to do? And what we're going to find out that Moses is getting ready to get tested by God to see if he will obey in something that's simple but hard to do. We're going to talk about it. Now let's go to verse 2. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thy hand? And he said, A rod. See, now, he came, he came at God. He had a stick because he was a shepherd. <laughs> he had a stick in his hand. In other words, that's all that he had. But God was going to take this stick, this rod that he had in his hand, and he's going to do something with it that has never been done and never will be done because God is all powerful. Can I get an amen? I'm just messing with you right now. But whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Like I said, God is getting ready to show Moses something of his power, his majesty. He's getting ready to show him his dunamis. He's getting ready to show him that, hey, I got your back. Okay, and then we're going to roll on, and we're going to go down to verse 3. And this is, you know what I'm talking about? You know, God is so subtle because God... God about to, blow his, about to blow his mind. God is about to blow Moses' mind. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thy hand. God is getting ready to do something with Moses. He's getting ready to show Moses something. And it's going to petrify Moses. And let's go to verse 3. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. Understand this. God just did something. It said, Moses fled from it. And this is what happened. This rod that Moses had in his hand, God made it into a snake. Now, like I said, the first thing that God is going to show you is that when he gives you assignment to do, you have to be obedient. And what he's doing, he's, he, he's training Moses right here while they're talking. He said, take that rod and cast it on the ground. It became a stake. It said Moses fled. But guess what? Moses is very curious, too, at the same time. I want you to understand this. Moses is very curious at the same time because this is why you know he's curious. And he wanted to continue this dialogue with God. He wanted to continue to have this talk face to face. Like I told you, God talked to Moses like uh, I talked to my brother. Face to face. Hey, Henry, how you doing? Hey, see, that's, that's how it goes. We have conversations like that. This is how it goes. We have conversations. And so... Moses and God is having this dialogue, and this is what, and now, like I said, he didn't fled. Now, guess what? This is and this is this is the Lord seeing if he's going to be obedient. And, and you got to understand, God doesn't make it be something uh, a task that's easy to do. He gives something difficult to do. And this is what he said in verse four. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Now, could you imagine that? This is what I mean about this powerful, this, this, uh, this God that can do anything. First of all, if I saw a rod turn into a snake, I ain't coming back. I'm out of there. I'm up. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. But Moses is having dialogue with God because guess what? Deep down inside, he wants to go home. But God is talking to him because he's destined to, to do some things for the kingdom of God. He's destined to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. He doesn't know all this yet. But he still has some things on him where he's trying to just cope with what God is telling him what he's going to do, what things, things we, and what's going to happen. And it says this in verse 5, that they may believe that the Lord God of their father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, Jacob has appeared unto thee. Now God said, you know, I'm going to do this because, you know, I want them to know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the reason why they, they, they're alive, they, 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 they may not be on earth, but they're alive. He said in Exodus 3, he said, I'm, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not talking about them in the past. He's talking about them in the present. I want you to know. He's not talking about these people in the past. He's talking about them in the present. And so now he has to do, God's going to do one other, other thing so that he can just, you know, he's just giving them comfort. He's just trying to. Bathe the man, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just letting them know, hey, I love you, Moses. I, I'm, I'm going to show you some things. And just think, all these things will scare the common person. But God is good. God is love. It says this in verse 6. And the Lord said, furthermore unto him, put down thy hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. When he poured his hand out, it was like, it was just white, in other words. Now, if you notice what God is doing with this, with this rod and with this, putting his hand inside to become a leopard, God is giving him commands to see that he's going to follow God. See, God got to know that if he speaks to him and tell him to do something, even putting his hand in his bosom and pulling it out, and it becomes leopard. It takes faith to, first of all, to grab the snake, and it becomes back around. It takes faith to put your hand in, because this is an invisible God. Like, this one, what you understand about God. God may be invisible, but he's visible. God may be invisible, but he's visible. God will stand up for you because and God will be there for you. Remember, God is always going to be ahead of you. You ain't going to be going in battle and doing things without God. God is going to be ahead of you. He's going to be doing the leading. And so, in verse 7, and he said, put thy hand into thy bosom again. 
and he put his hand into his bosom again and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. Now, this is signs and wonders because God is getting ready. When, when, when God shows up in Egypt, he's going to start dealing in signs and wonders. And what this means is God is getting ready to show his majesty. God is getting ready to show what he can do through you. And he's going to do it in front of all mankind so that they will see the power and the glory of God in their lives. And so I want you to say, get ready. Get ready to see God move. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And like I said, I want you to think about taking that challenge. That's Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 34, where it says, don't stop your treasures on earth but in heaven. Did you hear me? Don't stop your treasures on earth but in heaven, where they're protected and, and they won't rust. Moths won't come in and destroy it. And no one will steal it from you. Love God. Trust God. Love God. Trust God. Okay, let's go on so we can see this. Uh, that how God is and God is a great God. God is a good God. And this is what God says in verse 8. And it should come to pass... If they would not believe thee, neither hearken to thy, the voice of the first sign, if they, will, if they will believe the voice of the latter signs. So God, God is getting ready. God is getting ready to say, hey, Moses. Hey, they, they might not fall for it, but if they don't, I got some other stuff that I'm getting ready to do to them. I got some other stuff that I'm going to do to them. This is what God is saying. And this is what it says in verse 9. And it should come to pass, if they would not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice, that thou take of the water of the rivers and pour it out upon dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river should become blood upon the earth. Like I told you. Like I told you. God is getting ready to do some things in Egypt to let the whole world, let all mankind know that he is alive and well. Remember, destiny comes with challenges. Destiny is never easy. Destiny is something where you have to trust God because guess what? Everybody's not happy when you arrive in destiny to the place where you're supposed to be at. Your best friend would talk about you because of the anointing that you have on your life. But don't be discouraged. Trust God and see what God will do in your circumstances. Now, let's go on to verse 10. Like I told you, Moses still, you know, he's still like, he's still struggling with this thing. You know, he, God is doing all these things and, you know, he's taking the, the staff and making it to a snake. The, the, the snake is coming back to a stick. He's putting his hand in his bosom. It's coming out leprous, white as snow. He put it back. It's back to the same color. And Moses said unto the Lord, 
oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore and nor since thou hast spoken unto thy, let's go over, servant, but I am slow of speech and slow in tongue. Moses said, hey God, you know, I, I, I believe you, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have the ability, I can't talk. I, you know, in other words, Moses is giving excuses. But guess what? He's God's man for the job. He's the only one for the job. He's the only one for this job that God has designed for this job. Because God is the deliverer. God has to build up his man. He got to build up this man of faith. He got to build up Moses, because Moses is getting ready to go on an odyssey with God. He's getting ready to go on a venture with God. But guess what? It's, it's, it, destiny doesn't mean that you don't go through challenges. Destiny doesn't mean that you're going to come in and everything is laid out for you. It will be nice, but it's not going to happen that way. I want you to stay encouraged. I want you to believe God. I want you to trust God. I want you to know that God loves you. In verse 11, and the Lord said unto him, who has made man's mouth? Or who has made the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Did you hear what God just declared? Did you know what God just declared? God declared to Moses right there that he is the only true living God. This is God's declaration to Moses that he made the deaf, he made the blind, that he is in control. So I want you, because if you don't see it, you'll miss it, you'll just read it, you'll skim over it. You don't, you have to know what God is saying. God is saying, hey, I'm the creator of the earth. Nothing is done that I don't know. This is, this, is, this is how powerful God is. I want you to understand. God is fighting for his people. God himself. Moses is going to be the spokesperson. He's going to be the deliverer. But he can't do it without God. You cannot do nothing without God or it's going to fail. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. If you got a prayer request, please send it in so I can pray with you. And then when the victory comes, we're going to have a testimony sec sermon section. And I'm going to say, hey, when we pray for this brother, when we pray for this sister, we saw God manifest himself in their circumstances. Can I get an amen? I want you to know this because you got to know it. You got to know that God loves you and that he's not going to leave you. He's not going to put you in a situation where you are not going to be protected. Because he's asking Moses, I want you to go back and I need you to go back. This is what I have you to do. And Moses is saying, hey, God, I can't talk. But let me tell you something. Whenever you have an excuse, God has an escape route. Okay, let's go down to, uh, in Exodus chapter 4, we'll go down to uh, verse 12. 
And now, and now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. God said, hey, I told you it's a teachable moment. God is a teacher. And you see, God is, said he's going to teach Moses. He's going to prepare him for this task that he has for him. Moses is not going to have to be alone because Moses, you know, he was trying to find anything to get out of this. But God wouldn't let him go. God wouldn't let him not fulfill his destiny. In verse 14, And the Lord, and this, anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is it not Aaron, the Levite, thy brother, I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he is coming forth to meet thee. And when he sees thee, he will be glad in his heart. Let me tell you something. See, this is what I mean about God doing multiple things. See, now Moses thought he, he thought he got out of it. He said, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. God knew it. But guess what God was doing? While he was doing that, God was in Egypt. So don't think God can't be in multiple places at one time. And so he had a conversation with Aaron. Go meet your brother. Because he needs to be strengthened. So this is what, so this is God doing. God is going to give Aaron a task to strengthen his brother. God is going to give Aaron a task to strengthen his brother. Because God is working things out for the good of those that love him, called according to his purpose. And he said, he should be thy spokesman unto thy people. He should be even, he should be to thee instead a mouth, and thou should be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take thy rod, thy hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. Now, guess what? God that hooked him up with his brother, he's he going to be walking, walking back, going back home. Because now he's about to arrive in destiny. He ain't got to hide out. He ain't got to worry about nobody coming to get him. Because God got to work for him. And this is what happened. And Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said unto him, Let me go, I pray thee, and return unto thy, to thy brethren, which are in Egypt, and see whether they be yet alive. And Jethro said unto Moses, Go in peace. See, now God had told him, just think, you ain't saw your brother. And God said, hey, Aaron is your brother, you know, you're going to meet him along the way. Just think the sheer joy of just hearing that his brother was out there. But now he's supposed to go look for his brother because he ain't saw him because he's, he's asking Jethro, I didn't, God want me to do this. I got to go. And, and, and Jethro let him go. In verse 19, and the Lord said unto Moses, in Midian, go return to Egypt for all the men are dead which sought thy life. See, 
Now, this is what God did. See, God is working. Even though he's on the run, he said, all the people who want you, you ain't got to worry about them. They ain't around. I took care of them because I'm paving the way. It's when your foots are, steps are ordered by the Lord, when he's delighting in you, he removes obstacles. So now, going back to Egypt is no longer a bad thing because the people that wanted his life no longer are on the earth to get after him. God was giving him protection for the way and for the job. God was giving him protection. And Moses took his wife, his sons, and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moses took the rod of God in his hand. Now, this is, I want you to understand this. Moses is called in ministry. What does he do? He takes his family with him. He takes his wife and his boys and say, hey, because guess what? That's a part of him. God wants you to honor your family, so make sure you honor your family. God, when he had called Moses and wanted Moses to go back, he knew Moses had a family. God will be with you in whatever he calls you to do. Destiny is not always easy, but you get the victory when you walk with God because God wants you to have a testimony. God wants the person, people to have testimonies. Now let's, let, let's go ahead on and let's see what the Lord says. And the Lord said unto Moses, when thou go to return to Egypt and see that thou do all these wonders before the Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand, but I will harden his heart that he should not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto the Pharaoh, Thus say the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my sons go, that he may serve me. And if thou refusest, let him go. Behold, I will slay thy son and even the firstborn. God is getting ready to do signs and wonders. God is getting ready to do some powerful things in the land of Egypt that has never been done because God has to get his name out. He has to get the world to know that he's the one and true God, that he controls the universe. He controls the, everything in it. Nothing that's on earth, God does not have control. Nothing. God has control over everything. Because he is the builder. And let's go on. Verse 23. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refusest to, let him go. Behold, I will slay thy son, even the firstborn. And it came to pass, by the way, in the end, the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Now, this is now, we just, don't you know how God is, you know? God, God is about obedience, God is about being faithful, but guess what? Something Moses did, God thought about killing him. But let me tell you something. He had his wife, his helpmate with him. She's not gonna let her husband die. 
she's going to do something to save her husband's life. She's going to do something to save her husband's life. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. And then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. See, now, I want you to know, Moses spoke to his wife. He told about all these great things about what they, their customs was. And so she knew what their customs was. And so she knew that there had to be a, a circumcision had to be done. Blood had to be shed because God is getting ready to do some powerful things for the children of Israel. He's about to turn their captivity into a blessing. He's about to give them the victory that they've been longing for for over 400 years. And I'm going to show you this is how powerful God is. Because Moses and his wife and his family are on their way. Moses gets, um, gets, his son gets circumcised along the way. But something is getting ready to happen. This is what you call a family reunion getting ready to happen. I don't know if you've been to a family reunion before. But uh, this is going to be the return of Moses to Egypt. This brother who he hasn't seen since he's been on the run. And this is what happens in verse 27. And the Lord said unto Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went and met him in the mount of God and kissed him. Could you imagine that? These brothers ain't seen one another in a long time. So they have a fellowship. Because God has destined to give Moses the insurance that he needs. And that was someone that can speak for him. Someone that would cover his back and, and help him what God had called him to do. And God used his brother to be that person. And let's look at it. And Moses told Aaron all the words, verse 28, the Lord who has sent him and all the signs which he has commanded. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord spoke unto Moses and did the signs in sight of the people and the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their afflictions, that then they would bow their head and worship. You know what happened? Signs and wonders. These things happened to give the people encouragement, to let them know that they wasn't alone, like you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. I love you, God loves you. Take the challenge, Matthew chapter six, verses 19 to 34. 
and see the power of God in your life. Because God would never leave you nor forsake you. And so I just want just to share that with you. And we're going to stop at this moment, and I'm going to pray and close out. But I just want you to know that we're getting ready to get, we're going to get ready to get deep down into this life of Moses. And we're going to see how God used this man who said he couldn't speak to be a deliverer. Because God has provisions along the way. Destiny, there's provisions in destiny. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, I just thank you for the day. Father, I thank you, Father, for this show. I thank you, Father, for allowing the people to hear your word today. I pray, Father, what do they need, Father? If they need lunch, if they need dinner, if they need shoes, if they need medicine, if they're in a hospital, if they're in a prison, Father, Meet them and provide for them, Father. Help your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Once, I get, once again, I want to say thanks for listening to the podcast. You are not alone show with your host, Danny Hampton. I want to tell you that I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing that God has great things in store for you. I'm so excited to be able to share this series, Destiny. This is part four of Moses, Moses' life. And once again, I want to tell you I love you. Thanks for listening to the show. And remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And have a blessed day. In Jesus' name we say, amen.